You are listening to Concert Blast. Here are some clips from this show of Concert Blast. And out walks his guy, and he goes through these albums, his stacks of yeah. albums. He had Boston, Journey, um, James Gang. Yeah, yeah, James Gang. <laughs> I loved all those albums, and I was going, "Oh man, hey, when you finish that one, can you put that one on?" You know, that's what I want to say. You know, the guy on the video screen flipped the album over, and we heard the rest of it. Put his headphones on. Oh, put his headphones on. You gotta listen to it through headphones. That's man. exactly right, man. Because the parents would really get upset. That's right. <laughs> Turn that stuff down. <laughs> But I heard it a million times. I got the guy next to me to pull a concert blast up on his eye. What'd you say, James, when that guy pulled it up? I said, hey, that's me with Susanna Haas right there. <laughs> What'd he say? Wow. <laughs> What'd you say? Yeah, wow. <laughs> so he goes to his wise philosopher, and this philosopher, of course, really made him a vegetarian, he said. Yes, he did. <laughs> the guy had great big forearms. He had tattoos of anchors on his forearms, and he ate a lot of spinach. Yes, he did. <laughs> And his wise philosopher was Popeye. <laughs> That's good, James. <laughs> Sticks is saying goodbye. They're still throwing things out. Lawrence has a hockey stick out there, and he's hitting beach balls out in the crowd with it. Tommy Shaw throwing out picks. We're at the Stick Show having a great time. It's Melody Telfer from Nashville, Tennessee, and Concert Blast Rocks. All right, hey, I'm Mike French from St. Louis, and you're listening to Concert Blast. Hi, I'm Jackie from Cincinnati, and you're listening to Concert Blast. When I think of Lorelei, my head turns all around. This gentle as a butterfly, she moves without a sound. I call her on the telephone, she says Blast. This is Mike Arnold along with James Downing. And it's just us two tonight. We're going to the Ramen Auditorium tonight in Nashville, Tennessee. Sticks. That's right. It's the Grand Illusion slash Pieces of Eight Tour. I'm excited. How about you, James? I'm very excited. Two of my favorite albums. Two of your favorite albums? Now, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Two of my favorite Sticks albums. All right. All right. That's good. Now, the Grand Illusion has to be one of the best albums of all times. I will agree with you there. Sticks Pieces of Eight. I would say it's a good album, but not one of the best of all times. But I think they picked the best two albums to do this tour with. I agree with you. I couldn't have done the Mr. Roboto or anything like that. <laughs> couldn't have, uh, Mr. Roboto. No, we couldn't have done that. We couldn't have done uh, Equinox, no, I think. No. Crystal Ball. Mm, uh, I'd have to get the albums out and see what else is on there. But I think they picked the best two albums to do a tour with. And hats off to you, J.Y. and Tommy, for both coming up with this idea of this uh, album concept. 
tour. As we walked into the Ryman tonight, James punches me in the shoulder and says, Hey, look over there. Hey, it was Kelly Keggy from Night Ranger. That's pretty neat to say hi to him again. Yeah, it was. And have you met Kelly before? I think I met him at the Journey concert. That's right. He was with us at the Journey concert, and he was sitting behind us. Did you see him anymore where he was sitting? He was sitting about three rows behind me. I like him and Dominique both. It was good to see them again, to say hi to them. And so, if you're listening, Kelly, good to see you again. Dominique, good to see you again. You never know who you're going to run into in Nashville. That's true. You know, Tim Baines was with me since Tom was out of town. He got the other ticket. Tim Baines, if y'all who don't know, has been on our show several times, but he also is our preacher where Tom, Brian, and I go to church. He was saying, you know, I look around this crowd and I notice the different people. They all look like they belong in a band. You know, he says, and I wonder who they play with or do they actually play at all? Yeah, yeah, that's true. (laughs) In Nashville, that's the way it is, isn't it? That's right. I like uh, what Chuck said. Chuck from the Alice Cooper band. Chuck Garrick said, oh, I, I can flick a booger out here and hit a great guitar anywhere in Nashville. <laughs> oh, Lord, you ain't right. <laughs> Chuck said that, not me. <laughs> okay, let's get on to the review. So what we're going to do, we're going to get right into the meat of this uh, show. At the Ramen Auditorium, they have strict rules about bringing in uh, video cameras, bringing in audio equipment. And so we really don't have the full permission to record people and record fans like you usually hear on our shows. Tonight we probably could have done that because Sticks gave us all kinds of passes, didn't they? Oh, yeah. We had stuff stuck all over us. (laughs) I loved it, too. James had a, a seat. Down front, and I was in the balcony myself. That's what happens when you pay. (laughs) That's what happens when you pay. They had two sets tonight. The first set was nothing but the Grand Illusion album from the time that the needle hit the plastic. That's right, and you heard those scratches and... The hums. Yeah. Until the very end. They flipped the record in the middle and played the second half of Grand Illusion, and then they took a 20-minute break just to give you a little synopsis of how, how the whole night went. They came back after a 20-minute break, and they did the first side of Pieces of Eight. Yep. With the... Mm. <laughs> Which I loved, by the I, way. I know it. I miss it. I miss it. <laughs> then they flipped the album. The guy on the video screen flipped the album over, and we heard the rest of it. Put his headphones on. Oh, put his headphones on. you got to listen to it through headphones, That's man. That's exactly right, man, because the parents would really get upset. That's right. <laughs> Turn that stuff down! <laughs> But I heard it a million times. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so they started off with a screen, a big video screen in the background. Now, on this video screen, out walks, it shows like a bedroom, and it shows a turntable on a, like a desk or a table or something, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And out walks this guy, and he, walk, and he goes through these albums, his stacks of yeah. albums. He had Boston, Journey. Um, James Gang. Yeah, James Gang. <laughs> I loved all those albums. And I was going, oh, man. Hey, when you finish with that one, can you put that one on? You know, that's what I wanted to say, you know. And so when, they, when the guy in the video grabbed Grand Illusion, put it on the turntable, put the, the record arm with the needle on the record, you heard the hum as you heard us talk about, and then the band kicked in. Right on cue. Yep. Now, what was really neat is how they, how quick they actually started playing. Mm-hmm. Because they wasn't on the stage, and then all of a sudden they slowly walked out. Todd, the drummer, was sitting at his set already, and he just pounded a few notes, which started the rest of the band. 
And when the rest of the band kicked in, it sounded like a record. It sure did. <laughs> Just <laughs> exactly like it. It sounded great, didn't it? Yes, it did. And of course, the first song of the night was... The Grand Illusion. The screen throughout the night had different images per song. The images on each song kind of portrayed what was going on inside the song that they were playing. The Grand Illusion there was more like fireworks and stuff and different colors going all over the place. The second song of the night, though, is one of my very favorite. I mean, Grand Illusion is one of my favorite, but another one of my favorites is Fooling Yourself. their old bass player, original member of Sticks, and he pointed at the side of the stage, Mr. Chuck Pinazzo. Well, why doesn't he play the... Uh, we ought to ask them. Hey, let me ask you a question. <laughs> but why do you only come out sometimes? I guess Ricky Phillips needs a job. I guess he does. <laughs> He's got a soft heart. Yeah. <laughs> let him come out. All right, let him come out. All right. Now, Ricky Phillips is usually the bass player, but at this time, he's, he puts on a double-neck guitar. Right. Now, one guitar was a 12-string, and the other guitar was uh, a 6-string, but it was a nice, pretty electric guitar that uh, he was playing. So, at this time, Chuck's on the bass, Ricky's on the double-neck guitar, Tommy's got his guitar, Jay Wise has his guitar. But, at the beginning of the song, Jay Wise, of course, plays keyboards along with Lawrence. Lawrence, yeah. And Lawrence Gowan, the... The singer, keyboardist, at the beginning of this song, with a lot of keyboards there. Keyboards. Dueling keyboards. Thank you, James. Now, the screen is uh, full of colors again. And also, Tommy said at this time, we're going to dedicate this night to the veterans who put their life on the line to give us the peace and security and safety in this big nation. So hats off to you, veterans. It's Veterans Day, yep. by the way. This is uh, November the 11th, 2010. And it is Veterans Day, the night of the concert. Not the time we put this podcast out, right. of course. They continue with the next song on the album. And J.Y. holds his hand up to his ear like, I can't hear you guys, <laughs> after the end of the song. And, of course, the crowd just gets louder and louder. And then he says, uh, there's songs that they're going to play tonight that they never performed ever. Yeah, he said they were too hard. They really couldn't do them live at the time. You know, I guess they mature with uh, with age and with talent. Yeah, huh? you do something enough, you get good at it. They went into the song Superstars. On 
screen during Superstars, I noticed the old news clipping mm-hmm. and the old pictures of them yeah, okay. from the uh, back in the day, man. <laughs> back in the 70s. <laughs> but there was one particular guy that they weren't showing on the mm-hmm. screen for some reason. No, Dennis DeYoung. You never saw his picture come across that. I don't know, maybe there's some kind of legal thing or uh, some kind of thing that he doesn't want them to show his picture. And, and I, I don't understand that, but it would be nice to just to show the original members on the screen mm-hmm. at that time. And the next song was a big surprise because, but it, it's not if you know the album, but it's a big surprise to see Sticks in concert do the fourth song, which is usually the closure for the night. Mm-hmm. And as Lawrence came to the keyboard and he came through and he just started, as I say, tickle the ivories <laughs> <laughs> with his keyboard skills. It's like he's loosening his hands up. Yep. Right after Lawrence performed his little solo, he said, Shh. <laughs> I hear the sounds of the ocean. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. And then on the screen, you saw this big wave come up on the screen, like a big ocean wave come up, and it went into this piece on the keyboard. And it's none other than the famous stick song, Come, come Sail Away. It really shines on that, not only at the keyboards, not only at the vocals, but all over the stage, up and down the stairs. The whole band's going everywhere. After Come Sail Away, everybody's still screaming and still going on. They were very excited, but on the screen shows the record with the needle arm going off the record. Tommy Shaw comes up to the microphone. And he says, that's the end of side one. What do we do? And, of course, everybody yells, Flip it over! After they flipped it over, Sticks went into the song, Miss America. Miss America, I enjoyed Come Sail Away, but what really stood out to me were the songs that I really don't listen to that often. And this next song was one of those. And Tommy Shaw really showed his singing ability on this. Now, he's an excellent guitarist, but he's a singing, he's a singing fool, man! <laughs> As they say. I, before I saw him a couple years ago, again, after many years, I forgot he sung on so many songs. And I didn't realize how many leads he plays. Yeah. Because I always used to think... I don't know why I used to think this. I used to think that J.Y. did all the leads, Mm -hmm. and that's not the case. Tommy did a lot of leads, but this song where Tommy shined on his vocals was Man in the Wilderness.
to the song, Tommy discussed what it was like becoming a member of Sticks. Now, Sticks was already a popular band, and actually, if I remember, I think they've already had a greatest hits out mm -hmm. at that time before Tommy actually joined them. They had Lorelai on it, they had Lady on it, mm -hmm. several more, and I had that eight track. <laughs> If you want to say that. I don't remember those. <laughs> you don't know what those are, do you, James? You do remember the records, though, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Tommy was talking about, here I was, I was a guitarist in Montgomery, Alabama, and I was starting to make a name for myself, and I was getting kind of popular. But when I joined Sticks, it was nothing. I couldn't believe that I was in a band like Sticks. Now I'm going to tell everybody a personal story. I was playing with some musicians. And these guys came from Alabama. Now, in Alabama, everybody seemed like they knew Tommy Shaw. One guy in the band that I was I was jamming with at the time, I really wasn't in their band. We were just jamming and at the time. He goes, whatever happened to that Tommy guy down in Montgomery? And the other guy goes, oh, he joined some top 40 band. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't listen to the radio much, did he? <laughs> he joined some top 40. I said, are you talking about Tommy Shaw? Yeah, you know him? I said, I know who he is. He plays in a top 40 band, and the name of the band is Sticks. <laughs> I said, golly, people. <laughs> I man, I jam with Tommy Shaw. <laughs> yeah, it's a top 40 band, all yeah. right. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> the bass thump of Ricky Phillips came through. And you knew what was coming up next if you're a Sticks fan of the Grand Illusion album. And they led right into Castle Walls. Did you notice Ricky was playing a five-string bass? Yeah, I, I didn't notice that until the end. I don't know how much he played it, but towards the end, I got there's five strings on that. <laughs> I've seen I've seen five-string basses, I've seen six-string basses, and I've seen, of course, four-string basses. I don't think I've seen a double-neck bass guitar. Mm -hmm. But tonight, you saw two bass players at once yeah. on stage <laughs> playing together. Yep. Don't I guess see that, that makes much. it eight or nine-string basses. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> The next song and the final song for set one, the grand finale. went off on the stage and they slowly walked off as they ended set one. I was out in the lobby and I saw all kinds of friends during the break. I was texting you and you were texting me and <laughs> yep. we were having fun, weren't we? Yeah, we were. Uh, people all around us. I had a lot of people who recognized us from tonight and I love that. I love it when people come up and say hi to you. I got the guy next to me to pull a concert blast up on his iPhone. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, there, there were, I ain't, I'm not kidding, I think there were three or four people around me at the time 
looking at our website like during the breaks of the show. It's crazy. Yep. I love it. I do too. <laughs> What'd you say, James, when they got pulled it up? I said, hey, that's me with Susanna Haas right there. <laughs> What'd he say? Wow. <laughs> What'd you say? Yeah, yeah. wow. <laughs> okay, we continued the set two now. Well, now we're ready for set number two, which is the pieces of eight. And uh, with pieces of eight, right now, the stage is dark, the lights are out, and on the big video screen going across the stage, the teenager puts on the record, pieces of eight, puts the needle down, and I don't see the band yet. He's picking up his headphones, and here comes the band walking out. I love how this album starts. Of course, the teenager walks back out there. He didn't go through his albums uh, this time. He already had this one out. Yeah. <laughs> he said, I'm going to play that one next. <laughs> yeah. So he's already in the sticks mode. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, put Boston on, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> he was already in sticks mode. He puts his sticks Pieces of Eight album on. As he does, the first song from side one of Pieces of Eight. One of my favorites, The Great White Hope. Lawrence started the song just like the record, you know, like like he was a, a boxing ring announcer. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> you know. And on the screen, they had like animation, a lot of animation of uh, a boxing ring or a boxing event. Boxers boxing each other. After Great White Hope, Lawrence comes to the microphone and he goes, you know, there are times where you just want to meditate. Some people go to church. Some people look at the zodiac signs and read the stars. But I have a really neat philosopher. It's been around for a long time. And when I'm depressed or when I need some advice or assistance, I go to my wise philosopher. So he goes to his wise philosopher. And this philosopher, of course, really made him a vegetarian, he said. Yes, he did. (laughs) The guy had great big forearms. He had tattoos of anchors on his forearms. And he ate a lot of spinach. Yes, he did. (laughs) And his wise philosopher was Popeye. That's good, James. And he had a saying, as Lawrence says. He says, I am what I am, and that's all that I am, and that's okay. And the next song is, I'm okay. Okay. 
and I'm okay. They, on the screen, just showed uh, like animation of people walking and carrying on. It also showed I'm okay in different languages. Well, that's true. That's what that was. Yeah. I'm glad you could read us all the different languages. I, 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 didn't, I didn't know what it was. I, I'm, I'm very educated. You're very fluent. I am. <laughs> in all kinds of languages. Yeah. Oh, whatever, James. Okay. I can say that I'm okay, but... <laughs> You could say it, but you can read all kinds of languages, yeah, huh? Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the next song that went straight into it, a very nice sounding song. It showed the vocal ability of the whole band as they went into Sing for the Day. I see your eyes just in curious eyes, but had I need as much as you think you need me? came in next and not only this is an intro to the next song on the album this keyboard intro is called the message and the message goes right into a song called Lord of the Rings. With JY singing. On the screen, they were showing animation of clowns and acrobats and circus girls and all kinds of figures from circuses. I mean, elephants and uh, trapeze artists. Mm -hmm. And the trapeze artists ended up coming to, from animation into real people. Yeah. yeah on the screen, <laughs> they didn't they? Did. Uh -huh. But after Lords of the Ring, guess what? That was the end of side one for Pieces of Eight. And guess what we had to do? We had to listen to Tommy say, What do we do now? And everybody yells, Flip it over! <laughs> As the teenager on the screen took the album, turned it over, put it back down, they put the needle on the record, and you hear the... <laughs> Just a little bit. Yeah. But as they did, I noticed Lawrence Gowan was at his keyboard, and he's looking at the screen. And as soon as we had a little of that hesitation from the album, it went into this keyboard sound right here. And that is nothing more than Blue Collar Man. I think that was my favorite song of the whole night. I tell you what, the crowd got into it, didn't they? After that song, when the crowd was cheering, it sounded like the crowd just doubled. I mean, it was so loud. I thought it doubled a little later, too. A couple times. Yeah. But this really woke everybody up for the second set. Yep. They got excited at the very beginning on The Grand Illusion. But this song right here woke them all up for the second set. 
on the screen during that song, they showed a lot of factory workers like walking into the factory. It's like hundreds or thousands of people. Right. A lot of people going to work, and you see a lot of factory machineries and uh, factory smokestacks. Uh, going Gears to, and wheels turning. Welders. Yeah. It, it was pretty neat. I like that for Blue Collar Man. He said, it's funny how a song that was written 30 years ago still had the same meaning in life as it does now that it did back then. After Blue Collar Man, J.Y. comes to the front stage, and he warns everybody about this day and age. And this day and age says, you know, we really ought to be careful out here because people have cell phones. (laughs) And with those cell phones, they have cameras. And with those cameras, they can show other people what you're doing. On the Internet. (laughs) On the Internet. And he's sitting there looking at him, and he's smiling like really big, like, take my picture on the Internet. (laughs) As he says that, he closes that statement with, so behave and beware of the Queen of Spades. the song the stage lights became completely dark it was really dark you couldn't even see the but silhouettes of the band members and as the lights went down tommy and the guys kind of waited a little while for the crowd to to have their noise die down and when they did tommy said this line right here oh mama i'm in fear for my life from the long arm of the which led into none other than their famous hit song, Renegade. the song that I thought went above and beyond anything I heard that night as far as the crowd noise. I noticed during Renegade that Chuck Pinazzo came back out and he played with them some more. Lawrence broke into this next song with his keyboards and the harmony on this next song is excellent. And they went into the song Pieces of Eight. sounded really good. They didn't stop there. They continued as if this next song, the last song on the album of Pieces of Eight, they kind of blended it all together and then closed out the show, the instrumental, Aku Aku. They just stood there and listened to the crowd here. Well, the screen just faded away. 
the song just ended. Blue lights all over the stage. The guys are out there on the, on the stage. And now they're taking their final bows as the spotlights come back on. And that concluded the set of Pieces of Eight. And what a night of tight rocking music. And now the crowd, are, everybody's on their feet and they're ready for the board, as you hear. The loud record that you hear is the fans beating the pew here in the Raman Auditorium in the uh, balcony where we are right now. I'm in the balcony and James is down on the floor up against the stage practically. course as you heard they came back on stage with a tribute to john lennon on his 70th birthday celebration as they went into a wonderful rendition of i, I am, am the walrus Man, it sounded so good. Tonight I was listening, really listening to the words of the song. And it, it's really out there. It doesn't make any sense at all, but it's a great song. But the screen went right along with the words of the song. That's yeah. what I like. Yeah. And he got everybody singing along. I am the Eggman. Now, if I wrote a song, James, and I said, I am the Eggman, I am the Eggman, cuckoo cuckoo you would think I was cuckoo. Yeah. <laughs> Am I right? Yes, the, uh, you are. 
I mean, come on. But those guys can get away with it for uh, some reason. I don't know. It had to be in the day, I guess. Back in the day, man. <laughs> <laughs> they needed one more song. It's Tommy Shaw says, we had a great time tonight. I really thank everybody for being here. We're going to do one more song. You want to hear one more? And everybody went crazy. As they went into the big hit, Too Much Time on My Hands. Is it any wonder I've got too much time on my hands Sticking away with my sanity I've got too much time on my hands It's hard to be such a calamity I've got too much time on my hands And it's taking away, taking away from me They ended the night, they waved goodbye and listen to this crowd as they close the night out. Well, Sticks is saying goodbye. They're still throwing things out. Lawrence has a hockey stick out there, and he's hitting beach balls out in the crowd with it. Tommy Shaw throwing out picks on the screen. They have the Sticks management, like a critics that are rolling after a movie. saying they didn't like this show. Taking their phone bow. Lawrence is actually laying on the stage signing autographs now in front of for people in the front. So you liked about how they closed the show with all the beach balls and the frisbees and the were they were they drum heads too they were throwing out? I think they were just frisbees. Frisbees. Drumhead might hurt somebody. Well they look really flimsy like yeah. like a just a cloth type drum head. But it was I tell you what, Tommy slung one of those frisbees way up. Mm-hmm. in the uh, upper balcony. It landed right over the, beside me. I couldn't believe how far he threw it. <laughs> Todd was throwing drumsticks up in the balcony, too. Tommy's a pretty muscular-looking little dude. Is he really? Yeah. Been working out, huh? Must have. All right. Well, that was the show. That was the night. James, what would you do different? Or just give us your concert blast scale and uh, any thoughts you have about the show tonight. I would have liked to have heard more hits. But I knew what I was going to see. I was going to see the Grand Illusion and the Pieces of Eight tour. So I didn't expect to hear a lot of hits, just the two albums. I liked the video screen, but sometimes it kind of got distracting. I'd be watching that, and I'd say, oh, I need to be watching these guys. <laughs> but it was a good, definitely a good show. I thought it was a good show, too. Like you said, I would have uh, liked to have heard more hits. Now, if they felt like they didn't have time to play more hits, because they played good two hours. Mm-hmm. And if they felt like they didn't have time to play more hits, then they should put them into a medley. I really liked I Am The Walrus, but it's not Sticks. It's the Beatles. Right. And I appreciate how good Lawrence sounds on that song. He does. He sounds awesome. When he started singing, I mean, it just sounded like John Lennon was out there to me. I really liked the song, but if you're going to take hits away from the crowd, 
from the fans who paid the money don't play cover songs. I, I'm with Brian on that one. I love you playing cover songs if you cover everything. Right. Take care of your own stuff first. Don't leave us with some hits that are, that are missing. I felt like they could have done more than one encore. Mm-hmm. I felt like they could have done two or three, actually. It was over at, what, 10? It was 10, 10 when the, when the lights came on inside the auditorium. Not like the curfew was a bonus or anything. Yeah. But they had a lot of songs to, to cover. Like I said, if there's a time limit, then do a medley of some stuff. I felt like they could have done three songs, two encores. Six songs would have covered their hits. Yeah. They just put out Regeneration Sticks. They could have played the songs off that that they didn't play. Crystal Ball, Lorelai. I would have loved to have heard Lorelai. Lady. Yeah, that's another good one. Yeah, I mean, I would even go with Mr. Roboto. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I really like that. And I know Styx has done a medley of, of hits in the past. And as a matter of fact, before this tour, I think they started off with a medley of hits, mm-hmm. which was really neat. And I would love to have heard something like that. Okay, Concert Blast Scale, I'm going to give it... Oh, man, I liked it a lot. 9.3. I'll say a 9.5. Wow. See, we did like it a lot, didn't we, James? Yes, we did. Well, we complained a little bit at the end, but I tell you what, there was talent on that stage tonight. Tim Baines went with me to this show, and he said, you know, Lawrence sounds more like Dennis DeYoung did than Dennis DeYoung does, <laughs> or did back in the day, you know? He said, it's incredible how good he sounds. I heard a guy, when I was walking out, saying sticks didn't sound this good back in the 70s. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So sticks didn't sound that good, and Lawrence sounded better than Dennis DeYoung did with Dennis DeYoung songs. So that's pretty, that's pretty amazing right there. So I appreciate Amanda Kagan for um, pulling through for us and getting us the tickets to the show with the photo pass and all. And hopefully, James, you got some good pictures tonight. I believe I did. Also appreciate Lawrence Galwin taking the time out, allowing me to interview him uh, over the phone when they were on this tour. A couple of nights they're going to be in Atlanta, and they're going to close out the tour. And then they're going to be home for a couple of months, and then they're going to come back out, uh, I think, in February. If they do this tour or whatever tour, those guys are talented, and you got to go see Sticks. That's what i got to say about that. I mean, you felt like you were in your bedroom with your headphones on listening to the records. And no one busting through the door and saying, turn it down, or take those headphones off because you're going to go deaf. My mother used to say, I'll wrap that cord around my head and fall asleep and choke myself. (laughs) Is that what happened to you, James? (laughs) Lack of oxygen to the brain. Well, everybody, I really appreciate you listening to Concert Blast. Don't forget we have a book for sale, the book I have for sale, Concert Blast Experiences. Get on to ConcertBlast.com and learn all about it. Also, you can uh, email us, ConcertBlast at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts. We miss Brian and Tom tonight. They were both out of town. Tom went out of town actually today, and Brian was coming back into town today. But he didn't arrive until like 9.30, and the show was over like at 10 after 10. So <laughs> he's going to miss it. Yeah, He said, man, I would like to come out there as soon as I land, but what if I can catch a second set? I don't think he would have. No. no. He'd get there in time to watch us walk out the door, wouldn't he? He'd probably be, hey, Brian, come on over here. <laughs> Anything else, James? I think that about covers it. Well, this is Mike signing off. This is James signing off. And for Brian and Tom, y'all missed it, guys. See you next time. God bless you, everybody. I want to thank you for letting me be myself again. I didn't get it. My voice is too rough right now. <laughs>